I'm Robert Coleman, and this is the River Daughter Soundwalk. In each of these three episodes, I'll bring you along a different stretch of the River Daughter, as it meanders from its source and through South Dublin, taking in its history, wildlife, and its many sounds. This includes specially made soundscape compositions, blending music and field recordings, which I've done all along the river. In this part of the walk, we'll travel from Bushy Park in Ratfarnham to Oral Bridge a little further downstream. On your left is the wall of the park, and just over the wall are its lakes. Large, steep banks flank the lakes, which used to defend from the flooding river. Now, a small forest has grown on this land, filled with squirrels, birds and insects. This bank is a relatively modern part of the landscape. The whole lower area of the park was once the floodplain of the Dodder, before its bed was lowered by drainage commissioners in the 19th century. This path between the river and park is a local favourite for walking and cycling. And if you come at dusk, you might be lucky enough to spot one of the many species of bats which hunt insects above the water. Indeed, a wonderful array of wildlife can be found around the park's lakes. Black-headed gulls and the park's much-loved ducks can be seen on the waters at any time of year. There is also the moorhen, whose colourful red and yellow beak and green-coloured legs make it an easy spot. It's not to be confused with the coot, another lake dweller. It resembles the moorhen in many ways, but is distinct by its black body and white bill and forehead. As we reach the far side of Bushy Park, the path branches off, leading to large stepping stones across the river. Sometimes in the winter, in periods of heavy rain, these stones are impassable because of the high water level. In this nice summer weather, we can cross with ease. We'll continue along the river and passing Pierce Bridge onto the Dodder Road Lower. After about a minute, there's a feature which you will probably hear before you see it. This feature is the Ratfarnham Weir. 
The weir was previously the site of a mill race, which is when the water is directed from the river into a swift channel for driving the mill wheel. The mill race started here and flowed parallel to the river and into a mill pond. This pond was located in what is now the playing fields of the high school, which is just up ahead. Here it served the Waldron's Calico Printworks factory and joined back to the daughter upstream of Orwell Bridge, which is also known as Waldron's Bridge. The mill race then became part of the Lock and Wood Sawmill and held water until the 1960s. Now its path has become overgrown with sycamore, beech and ash. Higher on the bank there are yew and lime trees and on its lower parts water willow and alder grow. If you take the lower path down by the river, just after the weir, you might also spot a small DIY bench. The sign on the bench reads the dipper seat. It's an acknowledgement of the Irish dipper, a bird who makes its home in this ecosystem. We met the dipper earlier at Old Bond. Dippers are unique among songbirds in that they dive into the fast-flowing waters for their food. They search the riverbed through stones and pebbles for macroinvertebrates such as mayfly or stonefly larvae. They have short, broad wings which help them move underwater, strong legs for gripping rocks and very dense plumage which keeps them warm and dry. The dipper is one of 71 bird species found along the daughter. And considering Ireland is home to 120 species, the daughter is an incredibly rich and diverse habitat for birds. Other birds nesting on its banks are sparrowhawks, pheasants, goldfinch, hawks and herons. And also, on this particular stretch, kingfishers. At this point, you'll be standing along the stretch of the river between the Weir and Eli's Arch, which is the historic arched entrance to Atfarnham Castle. It's along here that kingfishers used to make their nesting burrows. Their nesting area was covered in some time ago, however it seems they have not moved far. They can occasionally be seen passing like a bolt of brilliant blue. Like the sand martin, they nest in more out-of-the-way parts of the bank, where the consistency of the sand is best for burrowing. Their staple diet is the minnow, the small fish commonly called pinkings in Ireland. Another bird you'll find, and in more common numbers than the dipper, is the grey wagtail. It has similar bobbing movements and flutters from stone to stone above the water. Keep your ears open and you'll be surprised by the variety of the calls of bird life around this section of the daughter. Especially if you're up early at dawn or walking the daughter's banks at dusk. Aside from birds, there are mammals on this stretch. Otters are common, deers a little less so, and there are bats. Six species are known to inhabit this ecosystem. 
For us humans, perhaps the most popular animal along this stretch is the fox. The creature has become a favourite of passing walkers and photographers, and on many social media groups you'll see photos of foxes lazing about on the river banks. They are usually docile and seem to enjoy the attention of people at a safe distance. On a calm evening, you might hear occasional splashes on the more gentle parts of the river. This is the sound of the fish jumping to catch a fly which has come close to the surface of the water. We're now at Eli Arch, the gateway which marks the historic entrance to Ratfarnham Castle, one of the grandest houses in this area. The Triumphal Arch was built in the 1770s and was originally one of the two gateways to Ratfarnham Castle. It lasted as an inhabited and functioning gatehouse until the 1940s. When the Dodder Park Road was built, a large green space was left free around the gate. The castle and its gateway also has a strong connection to the river. For part of the 17th century, the castle was owned by the Wharton family. They were behind the construction of the first mill to produce paper here. The mill was located nearby in the Owendower catchment area. It was most likely set up by a Nicolas Dupin, a Huguenot paper manufacturer who fled from France to Ireland due to religious persecution. The paper produced at the mill here bore the Dupin watermark and it is likely he oversaw the mill's construction and the hiring of foreign tradespeople to run it.
We cross the footbridge opposite Eli Arch and enter Orwell Park. This park is marked out as a drying green on old maps and was protected from floods by a long dike, which is a kind of wall to prevent flooding. Just over the bridge is a lime kiln built into the dike, which by now has been cut or worn away in numerous places. As we reach the far side of Orwell Park, we approach Orwell Bridge, or Wharton's Bridge. Here we're coming to the end of this movement and the end of our journey too. Maybe now is a time to take in our surroundings and consider how far along the banks we've walked. Take a moment to listen to the sounds your feet make on the ground. Notice how the sound is always changing. And of course, the daughter flows on. The trickle that begins in Kipur flows all the way into Dublin Bay and out to the sea. Its waters provide the nourishment for so much animal and plant life, but also for our lives in the form of thousands of years of myths, stories and histories. Perhaps you might think of this when you're out cycling or walking the river's lovely banks on another day. (laughs) 